about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie. I'm Jamie, and I've got a bit of a bonus episode for you guys today. So what you're about to hear is an episode of the Bear All podcast, um, where I go and chat to Amy about my experience with sex addiction and how I feel about the stigma surrounding the label and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, the Bear dating app is um, an app that is due to release soon, and it sounds super interesting, and it's got a very interesting take on dating apps and you know dating culture and all that stuff um and yeah they have their own podcast which you should go definitely check out um so yeah had a lot of fun chatting to amy about this and i hope you enjoy it love you bye hello and welcome to this special episode of bear all i'm amy heather and today i'm chatting to fellow sex podcaster jamie about his struggles around sex addiction now this is a slightly more personal episode so i'm just going to give a trigger warning for those who are perhaps in a difficult place right now but it is still a light-hearted conversation nothing too heavy for your weekend I also wanted to give a shout out to james neil who has composed some extra sexy tracks for this extended episode Bear Dating, the home of dating positivity. Hi, Jamie. How lovely to meet you via phone call. I guess it's probably as close as we're going to get because it's locked down and we both hate Zoom. I know. This is really sad. (laughs) I was looking forward to meeting loads of people doing a podcast and then lockdown happened. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I've got to do everything over the phone. I had big dreams of a studio and having people come and visit, (laughs) but no, it's me on the floor of my bedroom recording, listening to you. Just as you were before the podcast, just, okay, I'm just going to meet strangers on the internet then. (laughs) So you are actually a fellow podcaster yourself. Uh, Mm. with your own show do you want to tell me about that yeah so it's called let's talk about sex jamie and it's all about sex relationships love mostly sex though (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and basically it all started when um i so i'm pretty vanilla (laughs) same Um, same yeah yeah yeah, i've heard you've called yourself vanilla before (laughs) i like to go with the term madagascan vanilla like, oh, I okay. am vanilla, but I think I'm quite good at vanilla, you know? <laughs> I've got my own little, like, niche that I'm good at. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty vanilla, and I was meeting, like, loads of um, kink-friendly people on um, apps and stuff, and I was like, oh, it's cool when you meet these people and chat to them. Like, even if I'm not, like, engaging in the stuff that they're into, mm. um, just talking to them is enough to, like, open my mind and kind of make me think about things a bit differently. Mm. Um, and I was like, I think that's that's the key to like opening people's minds about stuff instead of like watching some documentary about, you know, these are swingers and this is what yeah. they do over there. <laughs> well, um, they always seem to I have think. weird people on those, don't they? Well, yeah, because it's, it's entertaining, right? Yeah. Um, and also like Vice documentaries. I love Vice, but, you know, uh, their documentaries on, on sex culture seem to be quite cold sometimes mm. um, and one-sided. They definitely feels like they have an agenda at times. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought that like conversations are, are better. 
Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll listen to some podcasts <laughs> by other straight white men because, <laughs> uh, you know, nobody needs to hear the opinion of a straight white guy talking about sex anymore. Um, and I sort of didn't really like any other podcasts, not, not with guys anyway. I thought that they were having like a, I don't know, there was a few problems I had with it. So I was like, oh, well, fuck it, I'll start my own then. And it will be better um, than anything I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> don't know about better. It'll just be me talking to the people that I find interesting and mm. uh, just telling their stories, basically. And that's kind of what it was. So I've, I've been recording it for three years and it, it started coming out a couple months ago. Mm. So, yeah. That's, just that's like your, your little baby, really. Yeah, it was supposed to be a fun little side project that I didn't put too much effort into. And now it's consuming most of my life. <laughs> Which is good. I think it's good. the same with most things, right? Yeah. And today we wanted to have you on to talk about something quite personal for you mm. and something that I don't really know much about, um, which is sex addiction. The big reveal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a fanfare. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you have spoken on your podcast about it, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. It was one of the, one of the first episodes um, I put out and one of the last episodes I recorded before <laughs> releasing everything because I was like... Well, if I'm putting a sex podcast out into the world, I should probably talk about my, you know, experience with sex and addiction and all that stuff. Um, it felt a bit fraudulent to be putting out a sex podcast without talking about that. Mm. <laughs> the whole thing was never supposed to be about me, but I was like, oh, I should probably, you know, Throw that put in this there. right up front. Yeah. Um, how did you feel releasing that? Oh, that was terrifying. I've done so much stuff over the years of like putting out like things on the internet and like creative things on the internet, like a lot of music and mm. like whatever. And, pictures and stuff and like that was the most terrifying thing I've ever put on the internet like it was so scary and it was also how like my dad found out about it oh <laughs> so you didn't even speak my... to him before <laughs> no we don't really talk like that <laughs> we don't really talk about our feelings and stuff so Aww. I was like dad heads up I've got well he saw the sex podcast and I was like yeah heads up next episode is about this <laughs> uh, and he learned he learned about it through there which is kind of weird and how um, was he about that we haven't really spoken about it <laughs> he was sort of like he was like yeah fair enough that's kind of it but um yeah that's all good that sounds really damaging me and my dad have a great relationship don't worry we just don't really do feelings <laughs> start of last year i was diagnosed with uh sex addiction um i was getting counseling about uh well I i've always had counseling like nearly two years now i've had uh, weekly counseling mm. i highly recommend that everyone should get counseling i think it's amazing um and i was getting it for like you know the normal things like anxiety and depression and stuff and then um mm. Uh, issues with like monogamy came up and it basically led to me yeah being diagnosed with um, having a sex addiction okay and the main thing I wanted to talk like the reason I want to talk about it is there's a lot of like stigma around it I think mm -hmm. but you know there's stigma around a lot of things but there's also no one talking about the stigma because I think well my, my main problems with sex addiction is like um, when you if you say it out loud to someone um, in a sort of not too serious environment, they'll either laugh at it because it's funny yeah. to talk about people being addicted to sex. Uh, in the same way, people will be like, oh, I'm such an alcoholic, uh, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm a sex addict. Like, and it's totally like, I, I totally get it. Like, I would have used it as a joke years ago. Mm. Um, and that's, so that's one. And two is, if that doesn't happen, then it, usually they have a story about how, oh, my ex or this guy or my friend's boyfriend or whatever cheated on her or was on dating apps and said that he had a sex addiction um so my main problem with it is like i think that it's either it's either seen as a joke uh because of people like russell brand you know making a bit of a thing of it mm. um love russell brand by the way love what he's doing about addiction now i'm not that wasn't a hit yeah, on him he's, but like, he's gone you know, all kind of um hippie vegany spiritual <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 he's found himself 
Mm. Um, no, yeah, I love what he's doing right now, especially when it comes to addiction stuff. But back in the day, you know, Russell Brand was a sex addict. It was like a big thing mm. um, that he would kind of use in his stand-up routines. And then, yeah, the other side is like, I think that a lot of boys and men use it uh, as an excuse a lot of the time, you know, for being unfaithful or mm. for being a bit horny or for, you know... Most I of the time, I think there's a yeah. bit of confusion between like really enjoying sex and having a high libido, and then actually being addicted yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, the word addicted is weird. I like to use the word like compulsion. Um, yeah. If you feel like compul is compulsed a word? I don't know. See, this is why you need to get experts on your podcast. <laughs> compelled, you don't actually know what I'm talking about. Compelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah compulsed yeah. is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel compelled to have sex, or if you feel like you get a lot out of having sex. Right. Um, I think there's that. I think you're on the spectrum of like being addicted to it. Okay. An addiction is, uh, you feel compelled to do something because it makes you feel good. Right. Um, so I think there's a lot of people that have that are on the kind of spectrum of like sex addiction because they're using it to like fill a gap kind of thing to like feel better. Mm. And that's definitely where I was. Like, you know, I, I think. Um, yeah, like through, through the counselling, we kind of established that it was like from insecurities or like, you know, uh, wanting attention or um, craving like, uh, you know, someone to be attracted to me and, you know, getting a, lot, a big sense of worth, like mm. self-worth from that. Yeah. Um, so that was my thing. And I, I since like going through that um, and, I'm you know, I'm still going through it. It's always like an ongoing process. I think I spot a lot of that in my friends. Like there are so many people. I'm sure we can all think of someone right now who... Um, has sex with people a little bit more than they possibly want to because mm. it makes them feel good. Well, you've had girls on a night out being like, "Oh, I need to go home with somebody," or "I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like I look really good tonight, and someone needs to appreciate that," you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I think is is on is is you know, it's on the level, right? It's because yeah. if you if you you can't go out and. Um, just enjoy that like you look good you feel good you know if you need someone to kind of validate that if you need someone to hit on you or if you need to have sex with someone to make that like to feel like you've accomplished something I think yeah. that's you know that could be classed as sex addiction right so it's not like it's not the same with like masturbation like you don't feel like you need to constantly like have an orgasm or anything it is the like connection with somebody that you're like craving that's what mine came down to, yeah. I mean, everyone's different, right? But yeah, I think at first I was like, oh yeah, I do have a lot of sex and I do, you know, crave orgasms and stuff like that. But then once I really went through it with my counselor, I realized that it wasn't really that. It was more the, the it was A, the closeness with someone and B, the kind of the fact that someone wants me, like feeling yeah. wanted. And that was addictive to you, the, the yeah. need to be wanted. Yeah. Aww, I mean, so... I think it's addictive to most people, right? I, yeah. I, I'm very jealous of people that, you know, don't really care when people when people actually don't care what other people think. I think very that's happy very themselves. rare, that's isn't like, it? Yeah, totally, and that's a superpower that we should all aspire to. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, I'm 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 a feel a bit blessed by um, being diagnosed with this because it's made me really stop and think about like why I do things. And mm. nine times out of ten, the reason I'm doing something is for attention or validation. Mm. Um, so I have to address that I guess because for me it was it was sex and like it all came you know the whole thing kind of was triggered because I went I traveled to the other side of London like zone four uh on a school night um at like one in the morning to have sex and then turned around and left and come home and I was like sort of snapped out of it and was like why have I just done that yeah. like what did I really get out of that what I got out of it was like a hot girl wanted to have sex with me that's kind of it 
Yeah. Whereas I could have had I could have had like an early night, loads of sleep, and had a reproductive day the next day and felt good in myself. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just think that you know, when the word when a guy says they've got a sex addiction, I just think there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. Like you know, I think there's a lot of there's probably quite a lot of angry girls that um, oh, have heard yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, right? That I've heard that from like exes, you know? I know I can count like on two hands the amount of friends I've like chatted to that have like been cheated on or like their boyfriend's been caught on Tinder while they're in a relationship with them. Um, and they've turned around and said they've got a sex addiction, which now I feel like I have to completely like take very seriously and accept yeah. and try and, and try and help with because I've had to go through that. But in Whereas the back before of my mind, it's I'm like, like, is it an excuse? Are you just saying yeah. that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's quite an easy get out, right? Yeah. just to say that and it's like yeah I think my advice to anyone that may be going through that is if if your partner says they have a sex addiction one they need to go get help and two maybe the relationship isn't the right isn't like at the right time for them right now because mm. if they if that's a very serious claim right that's yeah. a super serious claim to really to, if you really think about it that they're, that they're addicted to sex while they're in a monogamous relationship with you and they're being secretive about it yeah, That's you could really feel the serious. pressure, couldn't you? You could feel like if if you know we don't have sex, then you might go out and do it with somebody else. So then there's a bit of pressure yeah. for that person, even if they don't want it, or just the stress, and it's not really. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And addiction aside, like we all just need to be more open in our relationships anyway. We all need to be open and honest and talk about things, mm. um, because like maybe I'll annoy some people by saying this, but I think like. Being in a, in a monogamous relationship isn't always enough for everyone sexually. Like, it, and I think I do think it's okay to be in a monogamous relationship and want to have sex with other people. But you should talk to your partner about it, and you should discuss because you know you need to figure out if it's compatible or um, mm. you know if that's something that's on the cards. Because you never know. Like, open relationships are happening all the time now. Like, you know, mm. polyamory, all that stuff. It's not for everyone, but honesty is for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. I like that. Um, so, can I ask what your current girlfriend because you said you had one um thinks yeah. about it how how did she know when you diagnosed were you together then or did you get together no after? so we're we're relatively new we met like after the podcast was out so me, me being like a recovering sex addict is is very much uh known by everyone that i meet nowadays oh, okay so okay. yeah she's cool with it like she she knew what she was getting into <laughs> <laughs> um my girlfriend at the time however though i had a girlfriend like a monogamous relationship when i found out um that you know that was interesting um she was diagnosed with something similar uh like a, an affection some sort of affection addiction oh, wow. which was which yeah to me if you ask me is like i think basically the same thing mm. um she 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 was having sex um for like the affection afterwards so like she mm. would have sex get out of the way and then like she would want to like hug all night with someone just to have someone there with her mm. um which i think isn't too far off right from like Oh, I'm I'm also sad and lonely. So if I have sex with someone, that make me feel better. Yeah, um, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So which is yeah. So that was obviously something that we had to deal with. And obviously, yeah, it puts strains on on a relationship because it's like like exactly what you said. You know, um, it doesn't really matter how much you love someone. Or, you know, if you think your soulmates, you know, it could be it could be perfect. If there's like if one of you's got a sex addiction, then there's always that like, oh, well, what does that mean? Mm. You know, for us. Um, and there's it keeps coming back to this whole like, so am I not enough thing? You know, mm. like uh, if 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 one person in a relationship has has a sex addiction, it makes the other person feel like that their sex isn't enough. Yeah, um, but know, it's not personal. Is, it's it's your own no. issue. Yeah, exactly. And you know, 
it's super private and you know it's in it's in the person's head if they've got these issues um mm. and it's quite it's quite out of order i think to expect you know one person to be able to fix all that i'm your girlfriend so you know stop being addicted to that <laughs> and just have sex with me forever you know it's, it's, it can be quite scary quite daunting yeah especially if you don't understand it yeah which i don't think many people do really um i'm desperately trying to find people that really talk about it especially from like a straight male perspective there's not mm. many people talking about it in a in a serious way i think you're um, probably pioneering that one <laughs> pioneering is a very big word <laughs> <laughs> if i was pioneering i would be able to say words like pioneering <laughs> be, there's someone a lot smarter than me that can talk about this <laughs> instead of me but for now i'll i'll, I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> so what was the process like for kind of getting over it i mean you said you're recovering so i'm assuming that mm. you're still going through that process but where did you start so on the so quickly on the recovering thing it's awkward because like i'm not sure what the term is but i i sort of class myself a recovering sex addict but i'm also i'm not in control of it like sorry i am in control of it like i'm not i'm not really suffering from it anymore mm. i've not had sex that i felt like i needed in five months okay. uh, maybe six months so in that regard i feel congratulations like I'm, I'm that is a, that's you. good yes. <laughs> Most people listening will be like, yeah, big whoop. Well done, mate. <laughs> but for me, it's a big deal. Um, and also, you know, I'm in lockdown and I'm and I'm doing fine. And for me, I think that's quite a big deal um, because, you know, you're not allowed to see people. So I think maybe a year ago, I would have been going crazy and I probably would have broken lockdown and probably would have had gone and had sex. But I've got no urge for that mm. um, currently. But yeah, sorry. So how it started. Um, yeah, so I was having weekly counselling. Um, I use a counselling app called BetterHelp, which I always, always shout about. Um, uh, I think it's brilliant. It's online counselling, okay. um, so you never, you never have to like leave your home, uh, which works for me. I've got like a pretty mad schedule, so I just slot in like a call with them once a week whenever I can. Um, go for a walk, and it's like a forty-five minute session, and it's amazing. I've used it for like three years, oh, okay. um, and for the last two years, I've had a session every week. Um, so yeah, I love it. You should definitely check that out if you're interested <laughs> in counselling. Yeah, so that started, uh, we sort of figured out that might be the issue. And then it, we talked about like um, my past and my upbringing, my relationship with my parents. Um, I've got a bit of a like broken relationship with my mum, which, you know, when it comes to sex addiction, that's quite common. Mm. Um, you know, the whole like seeking out uh, validation and stuff uh, from women can stem from your mum. I'm sure there's like some Freudian stuff going on yeah, there. Yeah, it sounds really um, like psychologically deep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, using big words that I don't understand, I'm sure someone <laughs> could explain it better. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of talking about that. And then there was things like, um, you know, trying to refrain from uh, masturbating, um, really sort of when I'm approaching a girl, like if it's on a dating app or... Uh, I'll say that like <laughs> I say that like I've ever approached a girl in person. That's never happened. Uh, <laughs> it's always on dating apps and the internet, sliding in DMs. Um, so when I'm doing that, like really stopping and questioning like why I'm doing it and what I'm going to get out of it mm. um, and just really being mindful of it, like a lot of meditation, like being, you know, mindfulness, mindfulnessness. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the long, the, the short story is, you know, lots of thinking. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a very easy process. And I guess it's... So I, I, I found it quite easy, actually. It's more just it's dedication yeah you have to dedicate yourself to it if you it's want it easy. then it's easy yeah yeah definitely you, you can't you can't half-ass it like well i say that because then some people will go um celibate you know and they and they won't masturbate for six months some some counselors recommend that i didn't do that at all i, mm. I think i went like a few days without it 
and tried it out and was like, well, that was that was cool. But for me, like for me, masturbation isn't a problem. Like I'm okay with how much I do it. You know, I'm not. I don't feel compelled to do it. I feel like I do it to like go to sleep, <laughs> like like most people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a big deal for me. But like yeah, some people need that. Some people need to be celibate for a long time. Um, and you know, I don't know how easy or hard that is. For me, I didn't do it. So I think my process was. I found it quite easy. But that's because. I realized it was a problem. I'd realized it, it had been a problem for years, like years and years and years I've been doing this. And it was only until someone gave me that stamp of like, this is what we think you have. I was like, oh, so for me, it all kind of like unraveled and it was quite an easy process to follow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it depends. I think it's person, kind of right? the same with every sort of issue because if you're not going to admit you've got a problem and, or if you don't want to fix it, then you just, none of the things are going to work yeah definitely and like admitting the problem is is the main reason why i want to talk about it because i do genuinely think like we all need to like because i know how like funny this statement sounds because like i definitely told the jokes before i went through this but we all need to sort of realize that maybe maybe we are addicted to sex mm. you know a lot of us um you know maybe you are having sex to feel good about yourself and that's okay but, mm. you know, you have to control it. You have to, like, you know, don't do it too much. Don't let it get out of control. Um, you know, are you having sex with people that you don't actually like? Because I was doing a lot of that. Um, you know, are you having sex with people that you're not even that attracted to just because it's easy and it's available? Mm. Um, you know, why do you have sex? Is it is it because you enjoy sex? Is it because sex makes you feel like a better person? Does it make you feel more attractive? You know, all these things. And, like, all of these things you're allowed to do a little bit of, I think. But, you know, you just have to, as long as you're aware of it, you have to just sort of be in control of it, I think. And I just want people to sort of not see it so much as a, as a joke, right? Because, yeah. you know, if we say like, oh, I'm alcoholic, you know, I got, I've, I've been drinking every day this week. It's kind of a joke and we don't really mean it. Mm. But if your friend came to you and said, I think I'm an alcoholic, or if you thought it in your head, you know, maybe I'm drinking to be happy. Does that make me an alcoholic? those conversations will be taken very seriously and I kind of want to have that with sex addiction as well. If I want I want people to be able to be like, to their friends, I think I might actually be addicted to sex and or porn yeah. or masturbating. And not get that response of like, isn't everyone? Like you can't be addicted to something yeah. that's good and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Isn't everyone is a big thing. Mm. Um, yeah, because you can be horny, you can have a high sex drive and you can be attractive to multiple people and have loads of sex, that's great. But just do it for the right reasons. I, I like I had a monogamous relationship fail because... I couldn't face the fact that, that I would only have to have sex with that one person for the rest of my life. Well, um, I suppose that if it wasn't going to last through a struggle like that, then it wasn't the relationship for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, yeah. But that's quite a serious thing, right? Like, yeah. you, you feel the energy right there. It just went quite serious. Yeah. We're talking about, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But then, yeah, like, yeah. If, if your friend came to you and said, oh, my long-term boyfriend uh, cheated on me and said it's because he has a sex addiction... What should I do? You kind of think, oh, he's a bit slimy. Like, not that he yeah. has a problem. You just think, oh, he's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he may well be. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of dickheads <laughs> using this as an excuse. <laughs> I can name a couple right now. Um, but you've got to take it seriously, right? And I, I had since since I've been through this, I've had a friend come to me with that exact problem. They, you know, their 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 boyfriend was on dating apps um, while they were together, and she and he said that he had a sex addiction, and all of her friends were like he's he's shit get rid of him like he's horrible and I instinctively was like that because obviously I want the best for my friend and I want yeah. people like that to leave her alone but then also I was like I feel like I need to take this very seriously because this is what I went through as well right and people would have reacted to me in the same way people probably did 
um, mm. you know, when I was with my ex at the time. So I need to take it very seriously and, you know, make sure they get the right help and stuff like that. Do you think there's kind of a, I mean, have you ever come across a female who's had a sex addiction? Um, so, yeah, when I say that I've, I've spotted these kind of patterns in friends, they're all girls. Oh, okay. Um, all girlfriends. My, my counsellor says that there are more women with sex addiction than men. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't have any data. Again, if you had an expert on the podcast, then they could tell you actual <laughs> statistics. But uh, I just heard my counselor say it once. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the patterns that I spot are, are in are in girls personally. Um, they yeah, a couple of them have like gone and got help for it, and yeah, it came down to yeah a need for attention and affection. I think um, the most kind of almost comedic part of this is that you know you you have a sex addiction but you're saying you're vanilla because before <laughs> this in my head I would think you know sex addicts are into like all the craziest shit and they're so knowledgeable and have tried literally everything but you're just a normal guy but you're an idiot well now I know but yeah before. yeah no totally I totally get that and also you know I, I talk about having a sex addiction and I have a sex podcast I'm very aware of what I look like yeah <laughs> it looks like I'm but I'm not but you're like, obsessed I don't, yeah I know I'm totally not like and it comes in all different forms right Mm. Um, I mean, if anything, you you could easily imagine that um, someone with sex addiction who is in the kink scene, maybe they get their, their kicks, you know, met a lot more because they're mm. in that scene and they're surrounded by things and they're trying more things, they're more exotic tastes and they're trying all different things. And, you know, maybe, maybe that is handling their addiction because they're getting it from all different sources. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not in that scene. No, I'm, I am like pretty vanilla, mm-hmm. um, but I was having a lot of vanilla sex. Um, so it was more quantity for me rather than like what we were actually doing. But then yeah. also, you know, sex addiction can cover masturbation. You know, it could just be you. you maybe you just can't stop wanking when you're at work. Yeah. You know? Like, and that's, that's not exactly kink. You know, it's just a compulsion. I use the word like sex addiction because it, it like, you can feel it resonating with the room. Like, you know, the word addiction is like yeah. quite a big scary word. And <laughs> yeah, it gets, yeah. people, gets people talking, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't think like, I like, a, like I said, my, my friends who I think, you know, show signs of this. I don't think any of them were sex addicts, you know? No. I don't really think I was fully a sex addict, but I was definitely doing damaging behavior to make myself feel better. Mm. Um, that's what I think it is. It's like a sex compulsion. Um, and yeah, and that can be that can be masturbating. It can be watching too much porn. It can be fucking scrolling through um, Instagram too much. Mm. Um, you know, if you get a lot of likes. So yeah, the word addiction is big and scary, but I use it to make people listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it works. It works. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here are you, you are. It, it <laughs> exactly. Are you going to go on to do more about this publicly? Because obviously you've got your episode and this episode now. Do you think that's mm. going to come more into your podcasting or just in general? I would love to. Yeah, I would love to. I don't tend to talk about it too much on my podcast because I I think I'm boring and I'd rather talk to the interesting people on my podcast. <laughs> but I am getting more and more people asking me about it, which is which is amazing. I never wanted to be the person who talks about this, but... The more I look, like the more I've had some people come to me for advice after hearing the episode, and I'm like, I want to link them to someone smarter than me talking about it, and I can't find anyone. So, until I find someone, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it as much as I can. As, again, I think people need to just take a second to think about it when it gets brought up, um, mm-hmm. just a little bit, just a little second, and maybe think about you know your own activities and how compulsed you feel um, 
when you're pursuing these kinds of things. Mm. So yeah, I'll keep talking about it until someone tells me to shut up, basically. Thank you for opening up anyways about it all. Thanks for making me. I think me. that you were... <laughs> I didn't make you, you offered. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost the, becoming the poster boy for the truth about sex addiction, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bold claim. I'll take it. <laughs> this is a super private thing and I understand that like no one can really talk to anyone about it. Um, not at least like unless it's taken seriously, right? So if anybody wants to mm. have a chat about it, like please, yeah, slide into my DMs or um, yeah, go to get, get a counsellor, talk to them about it. Uh, counsellors are amazing. Everyone should get counselling. Try better help, all that stuff. What are all your socials so people can follow you and slide into your DMs if needed? Slide into my DMs. Uh, my so podcast Instagram is Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. That's it. And then my cool. my my personal Instagram is in there, but yeah, you can pick which DM you want to slide in. So yeah, if you want to have a chat about about it, then hit me up in it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amy. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and if you haven't already then please subscribe to keep track and hear a new one every week. Also follow at Bear Dating on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and head online to check out our blog at bear.dating. If you can't get enough of sex and relationship podcasting then you can also go and listen to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie hosted by today's lovely guest. <laughs>